Well, g'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. My name is Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And really my job is to guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message that you can grow your faith all throughout the week. This week, we are talking about a brand new topic and it is called home. We talk about why the church should feel like home and why newcomers to the church should actually be really well respected and made to feel like this is a place that they want to hang out. We introduce a brand new segment to the Beyond the Message podcast, and we really hope that you'll just get some value out of this episode and have some vision going back into your local church. Enjoy the podcast, and we'll catch you at the end. Well, in a year where life has been lived at home, isn't it crazy how we did the start of the year with, uh, you know, work from home, school from home, community from home, we had beyond at home. Who would have thought that we're kind of back in person now and we're going to title a message series called Home. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we should have really done this while we we're at home. That's oh. it. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit different there, right? We're not talking about home as, as in our home. We're actually talking about church home, right? Yeah, we're talking about like the community, the local church, and not just the physical hour on a Sunday. Um, that was part of it, but we're talking about like the community as a whole, um, that you know, that meets throughout the week and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's too good. I feel like I've just jumped straight in. I, I, our audience does need to know that you are struggling at the moment, Chris. Your body is sore. Um, you've just told me how you really wished you grabbed a stool. Um, for the for the beyond message this week you were stuck there standing i shouldn't and i shouldn't feel this way and it annoys me that i do but my body is just yeah well we climbed i climbed a mountain on friday oh right um so that's part of it like we climbed i don't know if you have you ever climbed mount carora no i couldn't even pronounce it let alone climb it yeah mount carora it was it was a cool mountain to climb yeah um and then i, I played two foot games of futsal yesterday which wouldn't have normally bothered me but i just am feeling it today i've got some bumps and bruises and i'm just soft is really what i'm saying i'm just Fair having enough. and then there's a 7-eleven next to me so you can go and grab some ice or we can deliver oh, it to your door a yeah, real ice bath. Good. a little slurpy a little slurp slurp I, i'm considering a little slurp slurp i'm considering an ice bath anyway it's just the heat it's that point of year where you get angry because of the the heat like it's actually just a little bit disgusting yeah it is hot today um yeah i think i'll definitely be taking an ice bath myself later just well that's in. good that's good between services yeah cheeky yeah. cheeky recovery cheeky. ice bath between services between the am and the pm how good is that? Well, today we've got a great episode of Beyond the Message coming your way. We're going to ask the four questions of our four Monday, which was to invite and to invest. I'm assuming that means people. I do know that means people. Yeah, uh, invest, invest in people and then invite them along. And invest in the stock market and invite people into your pyramid scheme. <laughs> I have no comment uh, and beyond does not endorse or support any of your investment strategies. That's great. That's great. No, invite and invest people uh, into this thing that we call home. Mm. Um, you might call it church, but we like to see it as home. So I've actually got a, also a new little segment right at the end. I haven't got a little jingle or a little intro yet, but leave it with me. Leave it this with time. me. This time. This time. We've got time. Awesome. So talking about home, Chris, I guess there's been a, a debate um, quite historically about the purpose of church and what church should feel like. Is it for insiders? Is it for people who are Christians? Is it for outsiders? Uh, you know, that, that traces back really through to the, the Gentiles and the Jews working out what church looked like. Yep. 
But Chris, we, we said it, it should feel like home. Um, to kick us off with this podcast, does the church need to feel like home? I think so. I think it absolutely does. And one of the things that I think um, Jesus followers misunderstand is this idea of church. Like, cause when we think of church, uh, we think of a, an hour or a certain amount of time um, on a Sunday, perhaps on a Friday night, perhaps on a Saturday, like whenever it is, maybe during the week. Um, but, but that's not what Jesus thought about. And that's not how Jesus talks about the church. In fact, the church, the ecclesia is a gathering of people on a mission. They're, they're trying to move something. And so that could be when everyone's gathered together. It could be when two or three people are gathered together. Um, and so I think that if Jesus followers are re- representing Jesus, which we are, and um, we're giving them a correct impression of what God is like, that people will want to be around us, that people will feel comfortable around us. And in feeling comfortable around us, um, they'll know that they also feel comfortable with God. And so I would say that, yes, the church does need to feel like home because mm. God, God, um, well, Jesus gave his life for the whole world, uh, not just for a specific subset of yeah. the world. That's really good. And just to clarify, can we get some characteristics of home? Because I know some people come from a broken family or dysfunctional houses. Um, what are some kind of just key characteristics that represent the home that we should feel in church? Yeah. So in the message, I said, I just said two things because I think simpler, simpler is better. I think home should feel like two things. It should feel comfortable, right? You should kind of know where things are and know how things fit. And um, it should be a space that you kind of feel relaxed in. And then the second thing is it should be a judgment free zone. Uh, And so that should be a place where um, people can truly be themselves, where they can let their masks down, where they don't have to pretend to be someone or something that they're not, that they can just be who they really are. Yeah. That's so cool. I feel like as well, I'm just, I'm just sensing that we probably need to make a, a disclaimer here. Mm. to say that we're not going to talk about the perfect home church, you know, kind of like relationship and say, by the way, come to beyond because <laughs> this is home. Um, we, we are on a mission, I would say to create a home for people who are of all backgrounds. Yep. So that's, that's what we're doing. And we aim to do that. And we hope that we can do that. We're going to make mistakes along the way, but that's our goal. And I guess the second one is that if you don't have a church that you can go to that, that is home, don't yeah we're not trying to rub it in your face at all to say um ah well well you can't get to that kind of church we're really sorry that your your church experience hasn't felt like home and we'd love to encourage you um to keep searching to find the place that is home because we believe there's a bunch of awesome churches around and we hope that there is one near you that you can attend yeah couldn't agree more yeah and i guess on the back of that a lot of people both now and historically have, have found the church not to be home, um, to be anything but those few things that you mentioned before. Why has mm. this been the case, Chris? Why, why can't we seem to, to create home in the church? Yeah. Well, look, there's, there's so many reasons. And I think people listening to this podcast could probably, everyone could come up with their own reasons. So we're just going to pause and you can just fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. <laughs> look, I, I just think, um, there's, there's lots of reasons. The, one of the things that I would identify is that we haven't done a great job as Jesus followers of, 
recognizing what barriers are removable and what barriers are not removable, you know, when it comes to someone meeting um, or connecting with God. Um, the, the way, and, and I've said this before, and the way I like to think about it is uh, there's only one barrier I cannot remove from someone when it comes to engaging with God, and that's Jesus, right? Right. If you, if you don't believe ultimately that Jesus is the son of God, that he actually lived and that he died and then he rose again and his life was, um, was uh, an atoning sacrifice for your sins. Like he stood in the gap where you couldn't, if you, if you don't want to buy that, then there's no, I can't remove that barrier, unfortunately. Right. Um, or that obstacle, but there's a whole bunch of other obstacles and a whole bunch of other barriers that we can remove. Like we can put signage up. So you know where to park and you know if you're <laughs> at the right place, right? We can, um, we can talk in such a way that if you don't understand church, you understand what we're saying and that people who have been in church for 20 years also understand what we're saying. Like there's a way to do that. And, um, <clears throat> and I think we've almost as well, like what plays into this without going on too much of a, a tangent or a bandwagon is we, we almost recognize these things when we're at restaurants or when we're at shops, but we kind of fail to recognize it in church. And, wh- and what I mean by that is if you go to a restaurant and someone doesn't give you the menu and you're not really sure, like, what do I sit? Like, do, does, does someone come and seat me or do I go and seat myself? And then do I order at the counter? Or is this table service? And like, like it just feels a little odd and it feels even more odd when you have that interaction with, with the waiter or this person at the counter and you're like, Hey, do do I wait? Do I? And then, and then they talk to you as if you should know. That's, that's really uncomfortable and no one likes that. Yet in church and when we gather together, a lot of the time that's what we do. It's kind of like, oh, what, like, what do you mean you don't know when to sit up, uh, stand up or sit down? What do you mm. mean you don't know what that word means? What, what do you mean you don't understand that song? Like what? And so I just think that we kind of have these two hats and we haven't realized that we're human beings. We're human beings when we're, out interacting with people and when we gathered as the church. I mean, could you say that it's got something to do with us not being considerate of those who don't experience home? Um, you, like it seems that that is a common theme that we're just not being considerate. Cause like if, if you're not being considerate of people in your own home, no one's going to feel at home. Whereas like, it's still my home. I still feel at home regardless of whether other people don't feel or not. Um, it just feels like there's a consideration kind of issue there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's part of it. Yeah, definitely part of it. And I think it's also just like bringing it into our consciousness because I I definitely know like the church I grew up in was a great church, but um, it was full of a lot of older people. And so for them, uh, they had grown up where their parents went to church and everyone they knew used to go to church. And so, well, of course, church is normal for people. And it was kind of like we hadn't understood or they hadn't understood that there are people who have never walked in a church and there are people who don't ever think they could walk into a church. And so it's almost just like kind of bringing it, like being aware of it and reminding ourselves all the time of that. Similarly to the way that you would invite someone around your house and they don't know where the toilet is. And you're like, oh yeah, geez, I got <laughs> to tell you where that is, right? Like, cause I know. <laughs> yeah. And, but also like, how good do you go, do you feel when you go to someone's house and they just say the fridge is open? Like, I know when I go to your house, like I can just get anything I want. Um, Rule. If you knock, if you knock on our door and you've been invited, <laughs> you're allowed to do it the first time. But after that, it's just weird. Yeah, you just walk straight through. Like you know, that's a good feeling. You, you, I also know going to someone's house um, where the floors are sticky, 
And, you know, it's, it's like, it's an awful feeling. I went to an open home this week uh, and there was glass shards on the floor. So I was like, you know, when you, you normally take your shoes off to be polite at an open home. Mm. I walked in and I just saw glass on the floor and I was like, I'm going to keep these boys on because, yeah. you know, and I just wonder like, if, if, is that what people experience when they walk through the church? They're like expecting one thing and then they go, oh my gosh, what is this? I'm going to keep my shoes on or I'm going to keep to myself. Like I'm not talking to anyone or I'm just going to, I'm going to leave. Like you just wonder what experience people are actually feeling. And a lot of the things we're talking about are not theological issues. Like this is, you know, most of the things we've spoken about up until this point in the podcast have nothing to do with, you know, how we might view God or how we might think a service should go. It just has more to do with the way in which we interact with people and the way we care for people. Like a lot of these things are not, they won't dramatically change how you do church, They'll, mm. but they will dramatically change the experience that people have in yeah. your church. Like you don't need to sell your building and get a new one. Like if yeah. you've got an old church and you want to be relevant, you don't, you don't need to do that. Like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, we talked about uh, Ephesians, I believe it was. The, yeah, it was the book in the Bible. Yeah. Now, in this kind of, you know, realm of, of conversation about how to create a church that is home or being a part of a church or being around a church that is, does feel like home, how, how does a letter from 2,000 years ago written from Paul actually help us to, to create that kind of church? Like, wh- what is, what's the relevance of, of that particular letter? Yes. Well, you see it like that. And that was just one example that I chose, like in the book of Ephesians. But you see this all the time, um, particularly in acts as well. And Paul gets really, really fired up about it. In fact, um, he talks about actually the Greek word he uses is apoplectic. Well, he gets apoplectic. Um, big word. Yeah. Which just pretty, it pretty much sounds like what it means. Like he loses his mind. (laughs) He loses his mind at this group that, uh, are called the Judaizers. And so that essentially the Judaizers were, would go around to Gentiles um, after, and, and often sometimes it was after Paul had been there or after people, Christians had been passing through and they'd go in and be like, Oh, Hey, look, all that stuff that Paul told you, it's awesome. But, but what you really need to do as well, what he didn't tell you is you need to be circumcised. Okay. Or you need to do other stuff to be welcomed in and to kind of, to be legit. Right. And these Jewish customs that were kind of carried over. And so in Ephesus, they're wrestling with this tension again. Um, and they're wrestling with this, um, with this same tension of Jews, Gentiles. And the Gentiles are wondering like, well, like Jesus is a Jewish savior. And the Jews were kind of like, yeah, Jesus is our savior. And Paul was like, no, 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 no. He's the world's savior. Um, and now instead where there's, where there was Jew and Gentile, we're now united into one. And so we have to navigate and figure out how do we, how do we, navigate this tension and how do we address this? And so um, Paul kind of in Ephesians chapter two highlights the fact that it's not through the temple and it's not through um, offering animal sacrifices, but it's actually through Jesus's life, death and resurrection that we are united into God. And when we're united into that family, that family isn't subdivided into like my favorites and (laughs) my you know, the rest or like my close friends on Instagram, you know, like the green circle around it, like my close friends. And then <laughs> this is for my public story. Yeah. Paul, no, Paul's saying that we're all one as a result of Jesus moving forward and it's open to all of us. And so I think it's a timely reminder that this tension is not a new tension. 
You know, this tension is not something that, oh, you know, people are like all oh, the seeker sensitive movement of the nineties kind of, you know, move church away from the deep spirituality that it should be. Uh, and it's sort of to say, no, 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 this is a tension that everyone's trying to try, always try to figure out. Like how do we engage people and make more people feel at home while at the same time uh, holding to the things that are important uh, and are central and core to being a Jesus follower. Yeah. It just goes to show the the need to actually follow up on the things that you say. Cause I can imagine Paul would go in into a place and start a church or speak out of church. And he'd be like, you're all welcome here. You know, you don't, you, you belong here. And then the next person getting up and being like, great words, Paul. However, you actually do need to wear this. You need to look like this. This is what is the thing. And while that, you know, probably didn't happen in that succession, they would probably would have waited for Paul to leave and be like, okay, now Paul's gone. Here's kind of the, the deal. You know, how, how often do we experience that in church where, you know, we, we can say all these awesome things from the, from the front say, you're so welcome here. You know, we want you to be part of this. But then the kind of subtext is like, well, we kind of go to this cafe. We wear this kind of style of things. Like we, we hang out in these social circles, like, you know, and, and that, subtext or that the things that aren't said kind of can drive people out. Yep. Yeah. If you don't know certain people, you're not part of a certain group, then you're really not, you're really not in. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I've got a last question for you, Chris, before we move on to our brand new section um, for, you know, the fourth question of our full Monday. Um, and it's how can I make beyond or my own church, wherever I'm listening from feel like home and what part do I have to play in this whole homely vibe homely nature of church mm. itself so yeah so i think the the one thing that i would do is just simply invest and invite okay invest in people who in your circle that don't know jesus and if you don't have people in your circle who you're friends with who don't know jesus uh get some more friends like honestly get some more friends um i can't be more blunt about that uh Sorry, I just thought of like some meme <laughs> where it was like, I could not be more blunt. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know who it was. Maybe yeah, it's like, oh no, it was Dan Andrews. There you go. It's like, <laughs> tell us how you really feel. I know, Chris. Like, yeah. Get some more friends. Yeah. And, and I just think like, why? Because Jesus, you know, uh, Jesus hung out with people who didn't think the way that he thought and looked the way that he thought. So first of all, um, if you want to, if you want to wear that label, Jesus follower, then follow what Jesus did, which was to hang out with people uh, who didn't know God and didn't think they could know God. And then the second thing is when you've been investing in them and spending time with them and just doing life with them, invite them. And the reason why I say invite is because when you invite someone, you look at things differently, right? And, and I'll use one example and I'll bring it to across to church. Like, um, I am known in my friendship circle as, um, if I go to a restaurant and I like it, like, I just don't like it. Like I have to tell you how awesome it is <laughs> and I have to make sure that you go there. Like I just, I'm all on board. There's an Instagram story, Facebook post, oh, you know, you're writing handwritten yeah. notes. And, and, and everyone makes, like my friends make fun of me. Cause that's like, you know, that's whatever. But I just, and, and the way I respond is like, well, do you like to go to places you don't like to eat at? Like if I'm going to go to a place that I want to eat at, like, I just, I want to love it. I want to know I'm going to have a great time. But when you go to that place, you're thinking like, oh my goodness, like, is the waiter going to be great tonight? Like, you know, is the food going to be as good? Like, are we going to get this? Are we going to get the one waiter who you're like, oh man, I really hope that that's not the case. <laughs> are you prepared to say, oh, it's not normally like this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a classic line. 
Exactly. Oh, geez. Yeah. Like I swear they're normally way faster at getting them out. Like <laughs> all of that. And, um, and I think the same, the reason for, um, invited investing and inviting is because the same is true as church. When you bring someone along, who's never been to church before, you start to see things differently and you start to, I would say, pick up on the things that are actually important to people. Like, is there a greeter at the door? Like, is there someone in the comment section of beyond at home? Is, does the music make sense? Does, is the communicator prepared? Do they know what they're saying? Are they going to say something offensive? Like are the hosts, do, do they know what they're doing? Are they pointing people in a good direction? Like, and, and when you start to think that way, I think that you then become a catalyst for other people feeling at home at beyond. Cause now you're thinking like, Oh my goodness, like this is what other people think. Like I need to address that or I need to talk about that or I need to be involved in creating a solution for that. Yeah. That's so cool. And so that will lead you. Well, that's kind of a choose your own adventure. Once you get to that point, mm. jump on a team, yeah. serve somewhere, be a part of it. That's it. Be a prolific inviter and Ooh, investor. Yes. That's so good. Awesome. Well, we are into the new section. Um, cue the music. Just kidding. There's none. Um, there will be soon. Uh, basically, this is the time to give kind of uh, basically a quote. Chris and I, we're going to both have a crack at giving you a quote from this podcast. So this, this quote will then be put into the beyond at home, sorry, beyond the message notes. So you can copy and paste that. You can create a little graphic or you can, you can just keep that quote that kind of will sum up the basic gist of this uh, entire kind of message which is included, you know, beyond a home, beyond in-person and beyond the message. So we want to just give you with a quick kind of tweetable, pithy answer under 140 characters that you can take with you this week. So Chris, what do you got for us this week? Yeah, it's every single person should feel at home with God and every single person should feel at home with the local church. So good. Mine is you deserve to feel at home at the place where you're going to make decisions that could dramatically affect your life. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, just came to me in the uh, in the message. I thought, you know what? If people 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 actually deserve to feel at home, we're not doing it for ourselves to feel more at home. We're we're doing it for people who don't feel at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, too good. Look, I think we might bring it in next week as well. I quite like that one. See what see what RB's got to say. I'm sure he'd have oh, something good. That's it. And I feel like we we have laid the ground for RB next week with our mm. fourth question. We're talking about your turn. Is that what it is? Your turn. Play your part. part. Play your part. Play your part. So talking about how you can continue to play your part to make this place feel like home Mm. or to make your local church feel like home. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks for jumping on again. Thanks for having me. Your ice bath and your Slurpee. Thank you. I will. I most certainly will. I'm going to be look. I live so close to the 7-Eleven. I'll be just looking at it the whole time, waiting for you to go past. I have a closer 7-Eleven to me than yours. No. Yeah. Yeah, The. God. Because I live on the bottom side. There's the so group. many 7-Elevens. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't realize I've got that. my own Slevin. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Well, enjoy your week and uh, we will catch you for the Christmas series after Riley is on for next week. Man, I can't wait to be back for that. Awesome. We'll catch you then. Well, hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Beyond the Message podcast. We really hope you grab some value out of this episode. 
and that you would go back to your local church feeling more fired up than ever to make it feel like home for someone who really needs it. Have a great week, guys, and we will catch you this time next week for the Beyond the Message podcast.